This is the Healthcare Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. No industry, including sick care, can be fixed from inside. For every one hour that they spend on patient care, they're spending up to two hours on EHR data entry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. We talk a lot about digital transformation of healthcare on this podcast and how innovative technology is helping shape the future of the industry. Well, today we're taking that sentiment and we're applying it somewhere a little more tangible, orthopedics. We wanted to take a look at how both innovative software and hardware can transform care in one niche of the industry, kind of as a microcosm for all of healthcare. And to do so, we're getting insights from two thought leaders at two very different companies. I'd like to welcome Alan Baird, Senior Account Executive for ChartLogic, and Vinti Singh, Marketing Manager for CurveBeam. Alan, Vinti, great to have you both on today. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So, you know, before we jump in, I think we need to give the audience uh, a little context on your two companies. So we'll start with CurveBeam. CurveBeam is an extremity 3D imaging company that designs and manufactures CT imaging equipment for orthopedic and podiatric specialties. And Vinti is going to be giving us her insight from a hardware perspective. Now, ChartLogic is a health IT solution for every aspect of care, providing an EHR, patient portal, revenue cycle management, and managed IT, along with other solutions. And orthopedics is one of their specialty care areas. So Alan's coming on the podcast to give us his insight from a software perspective. So Vinti, Alan, obviously our conversation is focusing on the orthopedic industry specifically. So I think it's important to kind of break down the current state of orthopedics and how some of the issues or solutions that are happening in that space are representative in the entire healthcare industry as a whole as well. So what are some of those unique challenges in orthopedic care that you both have seen from working with your uh, your clients or just from your time in the industry? And how does orthopedic care require some more unique solutions? Well, from the software perspective, um, there's obviously cost that is important. Um, being able to uh, track the patient's um, progress uh, through the surgery operations and so forth, um, to be able to have an all-inclusive solution so they're not bouncing between different types of software trying to get that important information available. Also, I think from a software perspective, to be able to have the patient's information readily available to them, whether it is their vitals or uh, previous surgeries or whatever, they need to be able to have that. So as they go through uh, doing the surgeries, doing the medications or what have you, um, they'll have that uh, information so they can make correct decisions. Is orthopedic care particularly surgery heavy? Um, you know, do, when you have a patient come in for orthopedic care, does it typically end with a surgery, or are there are there levels to it? I personally think that there are levels to it. Um, we do a lot of orthopedic care that doesn't go to surgery, and uh, many of the orthopedics people that we work with, the specialties really try to avoid that. But many times you're involving broken bones, knees, ankles, things like that, um, that will require surgery. And so that takes a special software to be able to track that and manage it through that process. Alan and I would say that 
orthopedic surgeons like to be armed with as much information as possible so that they can make help their patient make the best decision uh, whether surgery is the right way to go or if a more conservative treatment option would be better. And Vinti, from your perspective um, and from fielding some of the some of the questions or, or just some of the things you've heard from your clients, um, is there anything specific to orthopedic care that as of late has created unique challenges or um, has caused care physicians to, to seek better solutions? From talking to our customers in the medical community, it seems like time just grows ever more precious. Uh, there are more patients to see in a day and more tracking that needs to be done and follow up with insurance companies, uh, with other stakeholders, um, and orthopedic surgeons, what they would really like to do is spend that one-on-one time with the patient or spend the time analyzing the patient's problems and and less time having to to manage or deal with some of the administrative uh, tasks that come along with care management. Well, I mean, that sounds like an issue that everyone in healthcare is experiencing. Would would you both agree? Absolutely. I I would not say it's unique to orthopedics. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest frustrations for the providers is the length of time it takes to record the information or to be able to glean that information from the patient. So, you know, I think there's another trend going across healthcare right now, too, where we're seeing patients treat their healthcare kind of like consumers would treat a product, meaning they're being a little more choosy. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for quality care. Uh, it's easier to find reviews and information on what kind of care you're getting and you have more options. Therefore, that means care professionals have more pressure to cut costs and to give the best care um, at an accessible price also. So are you seeing this same trend in orthopedics? Are there any major similarities or differences? One of the things that I've observed is the importance of differentiation, showing why you as a surgeon or why your practice has a competitive edge and why you're able to offer better care. I would uh, agree with that. Um, And also, as you had mentioned, there is always that issue of price because um, costs have risen and the orthopedic providers need to be able to see more patients in a shorter period of time. That's frustrating because they want to spend time with their patients. They want to analyze and learn what the pain is or what the problem is so that they can correctly diagnose it and be able to take care of it. And yet at the same time, they're having to do so many other tasks and meet so many other government requirements that that's a binding or frustrating point uh, for them. The conversation seems to loop back around to, uh, you know, the finances. Um, I feel like that is a pain point for a lot of healthcare providers. What would y'all say is the biggest financial pain point for orthopedic care specifically? Is there one that stands out? Obviously, software is an expense. um, And as a software company, we work hard to keep that um, expense under control. But another part is the interface between the software and some of the equipment that um, the orthopedic providers use. Um, as they're trying to interface those specific pieces of equipment into the software, there is an expense to to write those interfaces and then to maintain those interfaces. Uh, One of the pain points, I would say, is 
updating technology, finding the budget to invest in capital equipment uh, or um, devices and techniques that will make care better and more efficient. Uh, technology is evolving at such a rapid pace, and I think sometimes uh, orthopedic practices might feel the struggle to, to stay current and to stay caught up. Yeah, and you know, Alan, you mentioned software, obviously, you know, wanting to keep those costs low, but Vinti, I think you might be able to speak to this a little better. Um, you know, orthopedic care requires uh, some pretty hefty investments into quality hardware, and maintenance and care and, uh, you know, facilitation of that hardware um, can cost money. And so, obviously, the investment that these uh, orthopedic care providers make on their their machinery and their, their tangible, uh, you know, medical tools, they need to be focused and they need to be quality investments or else that's a cost that incurs exponentially if the you know, piece of equipment is not quality. Absolutely. They expect to see a return on their investment. And mo- a lot of the times we're hearing it's not enough to just break even. Uh, any new ancillary service that's brought into a practice also has to be able to return revenues. Well, and then from a software point of view, we be- need to be able to have our software interface with those um, with the new hardware that's coming out. And so again, there's that cost of keeping the programmers and the IT people going so that they're constantly maintaining that um, relationship between the hardware so that the providers can use it in an effective way and also be able to chart down that note so that they can keep track of what they've done and what they've um, uh, what has happened with the patient, along with the profit and loss as they spend that time working with those individual patients. I'm glad the conversation has kind of naturally transitioned over to the technology uh, because that's that's where we want to focus in the conversation. Uh, are you seeing any specific needs in orthopedics right now on the tech side of things? Uh, any innovation that was really necessary for that part of the industry? And if so, what was really missing from most hardware or software in orthopedics for a really long time? So one area where there really hasn't been much innovation is in x-ray technology. Uh, X-ray really is the standard of care for initial diagnosis for the orthopedic specialties because it's an easy, accessible, uh, easy to operate, fits very well into the workflow, and it provides images of the bone and joints, which is what orthopedic surgeons are primarily looking at and treating. It's been around for decades, and there hasn't been much evolution in the technology itself, except that it's gone from film to digital, uh, but it's kind of plateaued in terms of innovation. Uh, Most of the time when a patient goes to see an orthopedic surgeon, the surgeon will order an x-ray just to get a better look of what's happening uh, with that person's anatomy. But there, that is really an opportunity to see some innovation, to get a better image, uh, to make a better and more comprehensive diagnosis. You know, I agree with Venti completely, and it is a shame that uh, we have been stuck in the realm of x-rays. As a software perspective, 
uh, we feel the same way, and we get requests from our providers all the time that are looking for new innovations in um, in hardware. And then our response is, is that we need to be able to adjust our software to match or meet those hardware needs. Both of those put together is a perfect marriage so that the, the uh, orthopedic provider is able to diagnose more quickly and much more accurately. And so when it comes right down to the surgery, um, it's less invasive upon the patient because he knows exactly where he's going, what he needs to do, and he can take care of it. And so then again, you have a shorter recovery time. And that's what our patients are looking for, is to have a more accurate diagnosis, to get it taken care of, and to have that short recovery time. So, Alan, can I ask, what are some yeah. of the most uh, common um, diagnostic imaging tools that you see that orthopedic practices use in their offices that they're asking your software and integrate with? Right now it's x-ray. And it's sad because it's just, like you said, it's just x-ray. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And they're asking for other things. And, and occasionally they come up with some 3D imaging. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's HL7 interface, yes, we will work out that interface so that they can bring that into the software. MRI, uh, we're able to bring them MRIs and they can review that. But anything that gives a more accurate view, which it sounds like what you do, would be just heaven sent for them. That's great. Are you a... PACS viewer as well, or more on the EHR side? We're more on the EHR side, but we can set up interfaces with PACS machines. Okay. Pretty much any PACS system you're universally yeah. compatible with. That's great. Yep. So, Alan, you mentioned that obviously you need your software to uh, adapt and be able to communicate with changing hardware. Are you seeing a lot of change in hardware? Um, or is that more of a proactive solution that software providers need to implement, um, even though there isn't really a lot of technical change happening in the hardware? Um, really, we need to have the hardware taken care of first before we can adapt to it. Yes, you know, we work with other providers. They say, gosh, we wish we had this or this. And that's um, where, you know, like 3D imaging and more accurate um, a recording of what's going on within the patient would be helpful. Once we have that, then we take our IT and programmers and we attack that and find the best solution to bring that information in the EHR. And one thing Alan alluded to a little bit earlier, talking about trends, um, MRI ha was has been adopted by orthopedic practices. There are extremity-specific MRI machines. Orthopedic practices will even buy full or invest in full-body MRI scanners. And that's been happening for a while now. What's relatively new for orthopedics specifically is CT technology. And that's the space that we're in. And uh, there wasn't very much awareness. I would say none at all because there really weren't CT solutions specific to orthopedics until Curvebeam and a couple other players entered the market about seven years ago. But now that's becoming a little bit more common. So Alan, you probably will and hopefully you will start getting more and more questions about that specific type of 3D imaging. I would hope so. And as to your point, I think that um, the orthopedic uh, providers have moved toward the MRI or looking toward that solution as a better step over the x-ray 
because x-rays, you know, like you say, you have a 3D problem and you're looking at it with 2D solution. And uh, so the MRI certainly was the next step up. But I agree with you with the CT uh, scanning. That would be um, just absolutely wonderful in the, in the specialty that we're working with. So, you know, I think to get a better perspective on how these software changes and hardware changes actually affect patient care, we should lay out a nice uh, kind of hypothetical solution for how this care would actually get implemented um, during the life cycle of orthopedic care and what these changes are doing not only for the patient but for the provider and the physical institution, you know, the, the hospital or the care center itself. So let's do just that. Um, I'd like to give you both kind of this, this hypothetical scenario. Let's say we have a pro athlete. Uh, for specifics, we can do a, a soccer player. Um, let's say they broke their ankle. You know, they just kick that ball way too hard, way too much passion, and snap. Ankle goes snap. Where do the innovations that Curve Beam and Chart Logic bring to orthopedic care get put to use? And we'll start with the patient. How does it affect the life cycle of that patient in orthopedic care? And we'll start with the hardware itself. From a hardware perspective, I can actually give an example of one of our customers, Ortho Carolina and Ellen. You've probably uh, heard of them. Um, very large orthopedic group, um, and they're known uh, in this space for working with a lot of the professional athletes in the United States, a lot of elite surgeons there who work with some of the best of the best uh, uh, pros from, from different teams. So if an athlete is traveling to North Carolina for care, um, that care has to be provided immediately. Uh, it's, it's not easy for them to return um, the next week or, uh, you know, coming in for a follow-up appointment. It's, it's very necessary to do everything as immediately as possible. So uh, many times, uh, if a surgeon does order an x-ray, uh, the x-ray doesn't always give you all the information that you need. Uh, because you're looking at a 2D projection of a 3D image, you're going to get a lot of overlapping of bones. You're going to have a lot of shadowing. Uh, it's, it's not going to always be clear what's happening. So if you need to send that patient for an MRI or for a CT, typically what that would require is sending them to an imaging center or a hospital uh, at Ortho Carolina, they've actually invested in two curve beam systems. What are uh, our in-reach system, which is a CT system designed specifically for the upper extremities, and the PEDCAT system, which is a CT system designed specifically for the foot and ankle that allows you to get a CT in weight bearing. So if a patient comes to Ortho Carolina and is determined that they need a CT, they just need to go down the hall to Ortho Carolina's own imaging center, and they can get that CT right there and then, and there's no reason to have to schedule a follow-up visit or to delay that care care uh, by a week or sometimes even longer. Uh, because if you do send a patient out, it's not just scheduling at a different facility. It's also then once that scan is taken, waiting for the report to come back to that treating physician to review the information. When you have the imaging on site, you completely eliminate that uh, because you can get the information the same in the same visit, which is uh, pretty incredible considering that wasn't really possible before. Um, and I'm sure on the software side, uh, when it comes to reporting what's seen in that image, um, if you any efficiencies that you can capture there are just going to help the practice. Yeah. Okay. So b before we get into the softwares, um, you know, you're, 
your example you just gave got me thinking. Are, are you saying basically that customers, um, or you know, I patients really, but I guess at the end of the day, they are a customer. Uh, are are that's they a great way to look at them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, because it, you know, if you treat your customer like you know, you'd want them to come back and shop at your store again. That's probably the same way you need to be treating your patient. You want them to leave feeling like they got the best treatment possible and they trust you to take care of their health their body and they would come back again so yeah i I totally agree but um would you say that there is more of an expectation for these patients these customers to get care quickly and efficiently like that and do you think that's putting more pressure on the institutions themselves to get all that kind of medical equipment in-house so you know instead of there being specialty facilities just for orthopedic ct imaging every orthopedic care facility now is is trying to get their own that way they can deliver on all the care quickly and in the same place it, we're, we're still moving towards becoming mainstream, but the forward-looking, the prestigious practices, those that are serving athletes um, or, or are wanting to differentiate themselves by offering better and more efficient care, they're realizing that they can offer more quality control and they can save patients' time and they can save their physicians' time by bringing those services in-house and being a one-stop shop. We're seeing this evolution in other ways as well. A lot of orthopedic practices are opening up their own urgent care divisions uh, so that they can provide urgent care right on site or partnering with or opening their own ambulatory surgery centers so that they can even provide surgery within that same umbrella and that's not being segregated into different institutions. Now, Alan, could you give us from a software perspective how innovative software like the one that ChartLogic provides for orthopedic care um, is improving that experience for the patient? Well, first of all, in uh, the example that you shared with us, Um, With a patient comes a lot of different things, medical history, allergies, uh, medications they're taking, and so forth. So when you move a patient from town A to town B to get the surgery done, that information needs to come with them. And so that's what we're working on, that new innovative way to be able to take that patient's files and their charts and bring that over with them. So when the doctor sits down with them, he can do a prescription and we don't have any reactions with other medications that that uh, patient is taking. Um, He will have a lot of information and previous history of that patient so that as he gets ready to connect that with the CT scan, now he's got the full picture of what he's looking at with his patient, and he can go ahead and make a proper diagnosis and then take care of the proper care, not thinking there's something lurking behind that he's not aware of, like, you know, a medicine... uh, reaction or something that would have devastating effects on that particular patient. So for our software, we need to have that happen to keep that all together at the same time as being able to bring those charts and files in from the CT scan into the system so that the doctor can look at it and review it. In that case that we talked about or that example, when this patient goes back home, he's going to have to have um, aftercare. And so now his doctor at home can look at it, see what has happened, and continue with that um, rehab on that patient till he heals completely. I think that aftercare element is so important. So uh, say a patient gets surgery or is treated conservatively, um, 
assessing what's the next step. Did it work or do we need to have another intervention? Uh, that's a key part of patient care. And if you have CT in office, uh, there have been published, uh, there have been studies done, published research that shows that CT scanning is better for the assessment of uh, fusion healing to see if a fracture did actually have union or not uh, better than x-ray. And there's even studies that show that CT might show union earlier than x-ray could, which means that you could take the cast off the patient um, weeks uh, sooner than you could with x-ray. So talking about follow-up care, that's where uh, the hardware component comes in and is able to provide that better. And from from a software perspective, if, if you can track a patient uh, more efficiently over four weeks, over six weeks, over eight weeks, um, if everything is organized in a much more uh, usable manner, that's just that's going to save the patient's time and it's going to save the physician's time. Well, and that kind of insight is exponential too, because the the things that you learn from the care of one patient directly impact how you then provide that same care to the next patient and the one after that and the one after that. And, you know, the, the more data and the more insights that you can get from quality hardware and software interacting together just means that care overall is going to improve. Absolutely. And one of the things that's important about the software side is that as you amass this information, you need to be able to report on it. And that's just as you said, is now I can develop these reports and see what care happened, or in this particular scenario, this is what we did, and we had a faster healing process, uh, or here's the rehab we did. And as long as you're able to pull up those reports, then it helps you become more efficient and better exactly. at what you do. So I'm glad we're transitioning over to the provider now. Um, what are some more examples of specific ways that hardware and software, like the ones that Curvebeam and ChartLogic put to use, would impact the care that the provider is able to give? And we'll stick with our pro-athlete broken ankle example. Another advantage of our hardware that an aspect that I haven't really touched on yet is the fact that you can get ACT of a patient when they're in the standing position. And when a patient is standing, their bone and joint alignment is completely different from when they're supine or, or lying down. So um, the ability to have a standing CT scan is really a game changer for the foot and ankle specialty because previously if an x-ray and foot and ankle specialists are able to get standing or weight-bearing x-rays, didn't quite give a surgeon all the information they needed and they needed a CT. When that CT was acquired, they knew they were losing that weight-bearing element and now they don't have to sacrifice that anymore. So if this fictional soccer player has any sort of injury that's at all um, has a biomechanical aspect to it uh, that's going to affect his hind foot or midfoot or forefoot alignment, um, or if there's any sort of alignment issue in that soccer player, that is going to be revealed with a weight-bearing scan. And so the treatment is just going to be more accurate uh, and better suited for that particular patient than trying to get a CT scan in the supine position and guessing uh, what the biomechanical uh, factors are for that particular patient. I think... Um as Venti has mentioned, you know, you have this great hardware 
that enables the provider to diagnose, weight-bearing or not, you know, the particular injury. Our responsibility as the software is to track that and to keep that available as easy as possible for that provider to be able to access that information, to write that information, to document that information, so that as they go forward again with the rehab or with the actual surgery or whatever needs to be done, they have that, all, that information at their fingertips that will enable them to make correct and right choices to be able to do the fastest um, possible surgery and the fastest recovery so that soccer player can get back out on the field. And there is a software element to uh, the CT scan as well. Um, Curvebeam is changing the paradigm by bringing uh, advanced diagnostic imaging into the orthopedic office, but it's not just the imaging itself, but also how it's viewed. So Curvebeam's systems uh, come enabled, or, or Curvebeam systems uh, come with our custom visualization software, which provides 3D renderings um, of the scan itself. Historically, 3D renderings of CT or even MRI images uh, needed to be done by enterprise software that was only available uh, at um, in special 3D labs or with enterprise level tools only provided to uh, to radiology. But our software brings very, very sophisticated 3D tools to orthopedic surgeons. So you can actually see that patient's anatomy, uh, a, a 3D model of that anatomy that you're able to manipulate in so many ways. You can peel the skin off of the foot so you can actually see the bones underneath and then you can rotate those bones in any direction so it's it's almost like holding that patient's actual skeleton in your hand and it's such a great communication tool uh, for uh, to to show patients you know this is what's wrong to show that soccer player this is exactly what's wrong with your foot and this is why or why not I think surgery is or isn't the best way to go um, and that's just so much more vivid and illustrative and, and really helps with patient buy-in. Um, so that's an, another way that uh, software, uh, visualization software, is is improving orthopedics. Well, you know, it's crazy that in almost every other facet of our life, we're told, show, don't tell, right? That is the best way to communicate information. <laughs> and yet in healthcare for so long, it was all tell, 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 and never really an efficient way for that provider to show here's what's wrong, here's how we're solving the issue. Um, you know, you as a, a, a patient now fully understand the process. It's, it's interesting to see that it took so long to get to that point, but we're finally starting to see technology and the industry come around to how can we provide care that really does show instead of tell. Alan, does ChartLogic have the ability to do any type of reporting or create forms that are that allow the patient to see their own medical records in an easy-to-understand way or an easy-to-export type of way? Absolutely. Um, a lot of the medical forms are available through the patient portal where if the provider chooses to leave that accessible, the patient can log on through the portal, be able to download those records and um, learn and see what's going on or what they've had. They can also download those records and take them to another provider if they want a second opinion. From a patient perspective, I think that's huge because 
that's usually very difficult when you go to your provider to have access to all of your records that way. And access, um, as has been mentioned, is very, very important, not only for now, for the surgery, for the rehab, but we're always looking at things down the road. So what happens from a year from now or two years from now, that soccer player develops a hitch in his giddy-up where he's not able to play or there's a problem with his ankle or something. Um, they can refer back to the software, refer back to the digital imaging and everything that was seen and done at the time and be able to take care of or create another diagnosis as to um, uh, take care of whatever that future problem may be, if there was one. I think that's one of the first questions you asked, Daniel, was how is orthopedics evolving? And again, I don't think this is necessarily specific to orthopedics, but touching on what Alan just said, I think the expectation from the patient side is to ha receive more information and have all the information up front and be able to access information about their own diagnosis as often to as often as they want and as comprehensively as they would like to have it. Right. Well, because then that gives them more power to decide how to treat their own care, right? You know, what, what kind of decisions they want to make for their own bodies, all of that comes down to how informed they are on what's actually wrong and what the possible solutions are. Well, in this day and age, we want to know what's wrong now and we want to have it fixed now. And so that orthopedic provider has got to be able to not say, well, we, we're going to guess about this. Or we think it's this. Or we think it's that. No, we want to know. We want to know your decision. And then how long is it going to take to get it fixed? So to kind of wrap things up, Alan, Vinti, uh, let's kind of try to find a takeaway from this. Um, you, do you all think that this change is happening fast enough? Um, you know, do you think orthopedic care is being armed with these tools, uh, or do you think there's still a barrier of education or just informing the community that these tools exist and getting it into their hands in the first place? I personally believe that it is not happening fast enough. I'm excited to hear about uh, curve beam and you know the technology that they're working with. I think that once the price comes in line, I think more orthopedic um, a specialist will go after that type of thing because it certainly helps them in their practice become better and treat their patients better. Right now, we're not seeing that. You know, we're still working with a lot of orthopedic specialists that are using old school x-ray. And um, I believe that they'd be really excited with this new technology. As a software company, we are ready. As that new technology comes online, we have our people dive into it, work with it, and bring that into the software to make it as accessible as possible to that provider. Is there a similar comparison to chart logic and maybe the old way of doing things? I know you're not really allowed to use paper systems anymore. You pretty much have to be on an EHR, but are there maybe more simplified versions of, of the software that a lot of practices are using that and haven't adapted to a, a higher level software like ChartLogic, or is, Chart, is that something like ChartLogic pretty much a standard of care now? Uh, we have pretty much a standard of care that uh, you know covers uh, a myriad of different specialties. Uh, but within our software, we do have a couple of different levels, uh, just depending on how technical the practice wants to, to get. But we try to offer um, all of our software to the physician 
so that they can, you know, as they install new hardware, whatever the case may be, that our system adapts to it very quickly. So there's a whole suite of services and you kind of recommend diving all in and they yeah. can, um, and I'm assuming, because uh, we see this on our side, when you are adapting a new technology as a company, you can't just provide that new technology orthopedic practices, their staff really do depend on you to assist with that change management and help yeah. them uh, help the entire practice. So um, does ChartLogic have a, a team that kind of provides that after, after sales support that will go in and do trainings and things like that? Absolutely. And uh, that's really important within the software. It is not something you just sell a practice and say, good luck. You know, you need to do the training, the implementation, the setup. We have a full team that does that, that works individually with the practice to make sure that they're set up and ready to go. We set a go-live date, and we orchestrate everything that at that point in time, whether it's interfaces with hardware or software, uh, the prescriptions, whatever it may be, all is ready to go on that go-live date, and they go live. We even go on site and help them through that transition to make sure that that is smooth as possible. A practice can't shut down and have nothing happening in the middle of the week or in the day or the month. And so we need to make sure that transition happens as smooth as possible. And then once they're in it, there's always things that come up. And so you have to have a, uh, you know, a champion um, customer service team that can get in the software, that can work it, can tweak it, and help uh, the providers because again, if something's not working, they want it fixed now. They don't want to wait for tier two or tier three to come help them. And that's how our system is set up to take care of it immediately. Well, Alan Vinti, I think we've reached uh, sort of our time limit here, but I feel like we've we've covered the topic pretty in depth here. Um, we've touched on on why it's crucial to be innovating, both for software and hardware in uh, in orthopedic care. Um, and Alan, I think you laid it out best in that, you know, things just aren't happening fast enough. The industry doesn't have the fire under it to to push it forward, and it's really taking companies like ChartLogic, like CurveBeam, to sort of be that catalyst to step in and say, look, these processes, this technology, it's not sufficient. We need something better, and we need to have it now because our patients or our customers are demanding better, more efficient, faster care, more informed care. Um, so, yeah, it's really up to companies like both of yours to deliver on that. And it was exciting getting to break that down with both of you today and also to kind of set up some future podcast ideas here. It looks like we, we've already got a, a juicy one in the works. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, but Vinti, Alan, thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast. It really was a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Vinti. It was an honor to be on the podcast with you. You as well, Alan. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. <laughs>